Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. And today we have with us Catherine McKinnon. So welcome, Catherine. Thank you. So honored to be here. Always a great time chatting with other entrepreneurs. Yeah, so Kathy is a transformational coach and three-time international best-selling author. So that's exciting. So tell us a little bit about that, um, how you became a transformational coach and author and a little bit about your story. Yeah. So I always say I took my, my junk story and, and turned it to help others. And I always think that is the greatest thing that we can do as leaders is once we're on the other side of something, we reach back and be that person that we needed when we were going through our own challenges, uh, because life will always throw us challenges and nobody gets through life unscathed. So it's taking that junk story, as I call it, my own story of this trifecta of events. I dealt with a five-year infertility battle. I dealt with cancer and then dealt with a divorce all in less than 10 years. And so it just felt like hit after hit was coming. And I really got to a point that was actually kind of a dark place. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, where I was going or, or how I was going to make something out of it. But I just knew deep down that there was more. I was put here for more. There was a reason and, and I wasn't done living yet. And I went through my own transformation, both physical and mental, and really just decided that we were going to start being very intentional with the way that we live in my household, both my son and I, and our actions to not only make a difference in our lives and leave an impact, but create impact around us in our communities and and organizations where we can truly give back and, and create this ongoing legacy. And that's really what my company has become all about. And my coaching is really helping women embody that legacy today, as opposed to waiting and saying, oh, when, when I leave this earth, I want to be known as this. I think we do a disservice if we wait till then we should be being known as that person today. We should be that go-to person when that topic comes up in conversation, they should say our name or we should be mentioned in rooms when those things today, as opposed to saying, oh, when I'm gone. Um, So we need to start figuring out what that thing is in our lives and then start acting and being that person today, very intentionally. Yeah, I love that. What you said, be, I, I decided with my son to be intentional in our household. That's super powerful. Deciding that with your children. I love that. That's so good. And I think, I mean, we have to, right? I mean, because one day I will be gone and one day it will be him. And the greatest thing that I can do and leave on this earth is a child that creates an impact that does good, that leaves his mark as well and carries it forward. And the only way that I can do that is through my actions. I can tell my child all day long, go do good, be be good, be smart, study hard, but he's going to mimic what he sees his mom doing. And every day he has seen me do big, scary things outside of my comfort zone. And the payoff to that is now he sees the world as limitless. He comes to me with ideas of, Hey mom, can we do this? Hey mom, can we start this business? 
that to me is like everything. Like I could give up my day job just to see my son flourish and continue to, to grow like that. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, before you talk to us about resilience, how to create resilience and to be intentional, we're going to pull a card. And, oh, this is a good one for you. How do you describe your relationship to others? My relationship to others is very heartfelt. I, I care deeply. I lead with my heart. I, for especially those closest to me know that I'm always the one asking, you know, how are you? You know, these goals that they're achieving, or I see them posting on social media, those are amazing, but I really care for how they are as human beings. Are they doing well as a human? Um, Because it's great to achieve things in life and get the certifications and the, the education and promotions and these things, but I care for how they're doing more than their job title or, or the kind of car that they drive. Like, I really want my people to do well. I really want my people to be happy, um, whatever that is to them. It may not be the same thing to me, but the people, I want to be known as, as that person that truly cares for humans. Yeah, I love that. And you definitely embody that and your energy exudes that. And I'm excited to hear your tips on resilience. And you definitely have mastered resilience, your story, all that trauma and hardship in in a 10 year period of time is a big deal. So share with us your concept on resilience and how to overcome resilience and be intentional. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm a human being too, but there's three things that I always ground myself in. And I especially use these when I was going through my cancer battle, because anyone who's either been diagnosed with cancer or been around someone with cancer knows when you hear that word, like the world stops spinning, like you just freeze. And cause there's so much unknown and it's so scary of you hear dramatic stories and you don't know. Um, but the number one thing that I used to ground myself in that was the big picture, right? Like why was I put here on this earth and why did I feel like I wasn't done yet? I wasn't ready to concede. I still felt deep down there was more here for me to do. I wanted to keep living. And it's one thing to say that because nobody wants to leave this earth, but it's another to say, I am going to take big actions because I know there's more for me here. I know that I'm not done. I'm not done because I want to go whatever it might be, whether it's, you know, go travel, whether it's create a business, but keep grounding yourself in that big picture of why, why you're doing all of this, right? There's a a big why that we all have. And sometimes we lose sight of it because we get so lost in the day-to-day details of my to-do list. And I got to run these errands and those errands. And, but if you step back and like, well, why are we doing all of these things? What is it that I'm trying to do with my life? And I just always say like, there's more. I don't always know what the more is in detail, but I know my work isn't done here. And I think we get so rushed in life that sometimes we forget to actually center ourselves around why it is that we're here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I noticed a lot of times when there's a lot of trauma 
<clears throat> or struggle with people, you know, those who have overcome a lot of trauma have, uh, it's a survival technique, but needing to know what's happening in the future, needing to know exactly what's going on and things like that. And, you know, this just reminds me of that. And one thing I always say is I get to be surprised. That always helps me to look forward to the future versus fearing the future, to be able to live and to be in a place of presence. You know, as you're talking about being grounded in your why, being present is part of that. And so I get to be surprised. That's something that has helped me to be able to do that. And it's not a bad thing to be surprised, right? And it's to your point, like we we would love to know what the predetermined outcome is and what the next step is and give me these five steps and I'll follow them and get there. Uh, Life isn't always that way though, right? And so sometimes we have to take that unknown path, which can be scary because it's unknown. But at the same time, to your point, it can be pleasantly surprising and pleasantly joyful because it can be way more than we ever expected. And sometimes people get stuck in the fear or the unknown or the, well, what if, you know, I'm disappointed by the outcome? Well, what if you're pleasantly surprised? Yeah. What if it's more successful than you thought? What if, you know, that vacation is just way more than you ever imagined? What if, you know, taking the time to be with your children ends up in teaching them some life lessons that school doesn't teach them? It's, you know, we looked at, you know, the past two years was crazy for people with all the COVID things and lockdowns and kids homeschooling and e-learning. And, and yes, it was obviously a juggle, juggling schooling a child while I was trying to work. I had to find new ways to work, but it was also a blessing because not only did I get to help my son with his schoolwork, I got to teach him life lessons. So I got to teach him to cook his own lunch and breakfast while he was home. I got to teach him about being an entrepreneur. I got to, you know, teach him, talk to him about what I do in a day. Um, He wouldn't have gotten those lessons if I didn't have that time home with him. And so as challenging as it was to juggle, there's actually some big blessings there because he got some life lessons that, you know, sure, he could have learned them later on, but he got the chance to sit with me and I got that opportunity to teach him. Yeah. So that big picture and the why, you know, that's powerful in every area of our life, not just in, you know, our day-to-day and our family, but business. That's one of the first things that we need to do because that's what keeps us motivated. Money never inspired money might inspire you in the moment or might get you excited in the moment but what's going to keep you motivated and keep you inspired and keep you persistent, even through the difficulties and the struggles is knowing your why that deep soul yearning and calling of your soul, that why. Yeah. And and being an entrepreneur is, you know, a roller coaster. And so again, to your point, if you're fixated on the dollars, it's going to get very frustrating. You're going to feel very lost. You're going to be, you know, wondering why those strategies or techniques that you see others doing aren't working, but that's because they have a different why. Yeah. And it's the thing that gets you out of bed is knowing that why and that inspiration behind that soul calling because money doesn't get you out of bed when you're tired and you're burnt out and you're frustrated and you're thinking, Oh, I can make money. That doesn't get you out of bed, 
but that why tapping into that why and how good it feels to change somebody's life or help somebody or connect with somebody. That's what, that's what gets us out of bed. Absolutely. And the, that sort of leaving that mark, right. They always say, you know, motivation isn't always there, but dedication will be. So are you dedicated to your why? Is it so powerful, so meaningful, so impactful to you that you are dedicated to it? Because that's the difference, right? That if we look at like the big change makers of history, they were not motivated every day, but they were dedicated and they were dedicated to their mission to make a difference. And so your why has to be powerful and meaningful enough to you to be dedicated to it. Yeah, for sure. So that's bullet point one, <laughs> as we're talking about, we can't live by bullet points, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Um, we try not to. We love it because it keeps us on point and aligned and, and to our topic. So I love contradictions. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> So the second one I would say is, you know, take it one day at a time. You know, we can get very overwhelmed in these things that we have to do next week, next month, in the next six months, you know, the one year goals. They're all good things to have these goals and targets. But if you get so lost and overwhelmed in them, you're not present in today. And then you become a robot in today. And so don't be so caught up in the overthinking it that you lose sight of today. And sometimes to your point, it's not easy. There are days where it's a challenge. And those are the days where you have to say, okay, today, I'm just going to get through today. And then tomorrow, I will get through tomorrow. And eventually, it becomes easier. You know, I was to a point in the midst of becoming a single mom and, and dealing with my cancer battle that I was literally drowning, literally figuratively, not sure how I was going to make it. And the only thing that kept me going was, okay, today I'm going to get through today, do what I need to do, make sure my son is taken care of today, and then I will take on tomorrow. But if I thought of all of the things that were on the runway ahead of me, I would have just completely drowned because it, it seemed like such an impossible mountain to climb that I never would have made it. And so instead of trying to climb the whole mountain and getting overwhelmed with how do I climb the whole mountain, just how do I get through today? And I think when we have those challenging days, because we all do, whether we're tired, whether you know the business isn't going the way we want it to go, whatever it might be, our employees aren't you know doing the things they need to do, there's always a challenge. And if you get so caught up and so forward looking that you forget what is today, then you're not going to get past today. And it's always going to seem like you can't get yourself out of this ditch that you're trying to dig out of. At what point in your journey did you decide that you're just going to take it one day at a time? Yeah, that was when I was actually, it was right after I had been, um, served with divorce papers and was literally a single mom, like overnight. Um, and I was like, I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I need to find a new house, need to find a new school for my son, like all these things and all these changes. And in the meantime, you know, need to make sure that my three-year-old son is taken care of. Um, 
and all I could think was like, okay, we just have to take this off in, in small chunks because this is such a, a pile of stuff to deal with that I don't even know how to do this. But if I break it down and say, okay, today I'm just going to deal with one thing and then tomorrow I'll deal with one thing, then we lose the overwhelm and it becomes a manageable thing that we can get ourselves out of that ditch and get on the other side. Then you can see, okay, I can breathe and take care of some of these things as opposed to just feeling like you're absolutely drowning. Yeah. I can see how that can give, you know, the brain rewards you when you complete a task (laughs) and when there's a completion and it, it reminded me of like writing a list and just knowing that as long as you accomplish one thing on that list, you're going to be moving forward. And that's kind of what that made me think of is like, you know, making this huge, massive life transition in pretty much every area. Yeah. And if I sat down and wrote the whole list as my to-do list, I would just probably freak out because it'd be about 10 pages long. (laughs) And so to your point, each day it was, okay, what are the things I need to accomplish today? Right. And and keeping that to-do list to a manageable to-do list, as opposed to what do I need to do three months from now, six months from now, you know, what school clothes does my son need for the fall? Like, what do I need to do today to move myself one baby step forward? Because sometimes that's all it is, is literally baby steps, but they're still forward motion. So they still count. Yes. And our businesses too, when you're overwhelmed and there's this mountain to climb, to get to the top, the one baby step at a time, you know, same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that gives us motivation because it's a reward when we accomplish it when we get through that day that is a reward yeah and and I think even to that point right I mean even if it's a baby step forward we get that little dopamine right we feel good because we made you know one step forward we crossed two things off the to-do list even if they're you know seemingly small tasks whether it's writing the to-do list or whatever however you keep track of it you need that continual little dopamine to keep going and it feels good. And you actually get yourself out of that rut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots to thought, lots to think about on that. One thing you said, um, you know, in the beginning that keeps coming back to me with each of these concepts that you're giving us is you weren't done living. Mm. You weren't done living. And I have said that to myself, like I, at times in my life, I don't feel like I'm living. I don't feel like I'm living. What makes you feel like you're living and that you're, you're part of your life? Yeah. For me, living is helping people. I'm a people person. I, we are, I'm a servant leader. I lead by heart. If I'm coaching the women in my coaching programs, if I'm seeing their eyes light up, if I'm seeing those transformations, um, if I'm making that impact, um, if we're, you know, if I'm helping my son, teaching my son, exploring with my son, learning, um, that's living to me, right? Not surviving, right? I, I lived in survival mode for many, many years. Um, and then I got to flip the switch and say, okay, now we're changing our lives. 
we're, we're being intentional with our lives. We're setting the boundaries. We're saying no to things that don't fill our cup. We're, you know, being very clear on what's on our calendar and what's not our calendar. We're not overloading our calendar for the sake of saying we can be everywhere and do everything. It's where do we feel good? Where can we serve? And what fits our, our why? Mm-hmm. So big picture. Big picture. Take it one day at a time. The last one, which I think is so critical, and, and I was guilty of not following my own advice for many years. Oh, we all are. Is <laughs> absolutely be intentional with everything with your life. Um, and I know we all say, oh, well, you know, we have to go to work. Oh, we have to do this or that. And yes, being a, a responsible human being in this world comes with some level of first obligations. Um, but our choices, our thoughts, the foods we eat, how we move our body, where we go, how we spend our money, all of those things are our choices. They are a choice, right? And I think we lose sight of that because we feel like, oh, we have to do them. We have to do this. If I don't do that, then this, uh, these obligations are comparisons when it's like 90% of the choices in a day, you have the ability to step back before you make a decision. They don't have to be instantaneous decisions. And I think in our instant world these days, we think or feel like we have to like answer on the spot. We have to make a decision on the spot. Uh, Yeah, there are emergencies, of course, where that has to happen. But most of our choices, we can step back and think about them before we react. And when you start to do that, you realize that your choices start to become very different. You're not saying as yes to as many things. Your investments get directed into different areas. Your energy gets directed into different areas. You know, you start being more present with the people in your life because you're not scattered all over the place. And when you do that, they start to see you differently too. I mean, I've seen it in my clients. I've had people who have known me for decades now tell me like, you're so different than you used to be. And that's true, right? We all evolve. But they're like, you're so happy. You're so chill. Like, And yeah, yeah, because I'm loving my life. I'm content with my life. I'm good where we're at, right? And enjoying the things that my son and I do together, as opposed to this kind of stressed out, frazzled mom which was doing my son no, no service. Right. So being very intentional, um, with everything that you do with everything you allow in your household, your environment, your energy, um, people kind of forget those things sometimes, right. They're just intentional with maybe how they eat or exercise. And it's no, it's everything in your life. Like How does your house look? Is your environment calming? Is your schedule overbooked or is it manageable? Are you, you know, frazzled running from place to place? Or do you give yourself time between appointments? Like all these things that you can step back and consider that allow you to 
be more present, enjoy the moment and really take in the connections with people as opposed to feeling like you don't really have time to have a conversation with them. The intention piece that you're talking about years ago in my coaching, when I really first learned about intention and you know how powerful it was, the beginning of, of one year, I, I thought to myself, I'm going to come up with a word every single year. And I'm going to be intentional in embodying that and, you know, working through any beliefs that, that create resistance to that and really become that. And the first word I ever chose was calm Mm -hmm. because calm embodied peace and presence and awareness. And so I decided that's my word for the year. And about by February, people were saying, you're so calm you're so calm. And it made me laugh because I was so intentional with really doing the inner work on being calm, having that peace and mindfulness and living that mindfulness life. And so it really, when you said people started saying, you're so different, you're so different. People do feel it and they do recognize it. Even when you change one belief, you know, if you really see something that's limiting you and you work towards really changing that and embodying that change and and being intentional in what you want instead, people see it, they feel it and they shift too. And it permits, and, you know, it gives others that power to just own it and, you know, permits others to do it too. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of like people fear that change or people fear kind of letting go of that comparison. Right. And then when they see that it's okay, then it becomes okay for them as well, right? And it's it, it's okay for all of us, but sometimes we need kind of that push of accountability. And I've been there as well in my own life where I was like, you know, I could make a million excuses as to why I couldn't let go of control or, or having the busy schedule or, or this or that. We become hyper attuned to the Insta world that we're in. But when you let go and you start to be very intentional with, your interactions, your relationships, how you show up, there's more meaning in them. And when you have more meaningful, powerful relationships and connections, and not only connections to others, but connections to yourself, that's where you truly can be impactful in what you do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what it looks like to work with you. What kind of, um, transformational courses, classes, like what, tell me about about that side of you. Yeah. So I do a variety of master classes throughout the year. And then I also have my one-on-one coaching container that is continuously rolling throughout the year. So my one-on-one coaching clients, they work with me anywhere from uh, three months to six months. Some roll on to six months. Um, I've actually had to clients who continue to roll, uh, continue their coaching. Um, but that's, you know, weekly, we have weekly meetings. They have Voxer access to me, you know, the various days, seven days a week, they can, you know, drop me a question or a voice memo. Um, but really it's working to take the major facets of one's life and start to align them to that vision, that, that legacy, that impact that how they want to be known. So how do we get all the pieces of the puzzle lined up so you can start walking as that person today? And we really just say, okay, well, here's the vision that you have for your life. And here's where you are at now. 
And there's no judgment for either one of those bookends, as I call them. But let's create the pathway and remove all the roadblocks so we can get to that vision, that lifestyle that you desire so much faster. And and I've discovered this. I've had coaches myself, right? If you've ever worked with a coach, you know that working with a coach is the quickest way to remove those roadblocks um, because we are our own worst critics and we will ruminate on something till like, we drive ourselves crazy. But when you have somebody on the outside sort of hold you accountable or point out the fact that, you know, you're ruminated on this for no apparent reason, then you're like, oh yeah, I really need to move that out of my own way. Um, and it's so powerful when you can actually start to walk towards being that person today, as opposed to saying, oh, I want people to know me, you know, like that when I'm gone or after my kids are grown up, then I'll do this why are we, why are we holding off? It's actually a great disservice to everyone. If you're holding back on um, some gifts, talents, or expertise that you have, because you're starving the, those around you in the world of that, like you're the only one that can do it and do it your your way. Um, And so it's really working with these women to help cultivate their identity that how they want to be known as opposed to you know, mom, which is a great title. I love being mom, but a lot of women kind of get lost in all these other titles, you know, employee, wife, mom. And when you sit back and you say, well, who are you? How do you want to be known? That's where we have to start making the shifts. Yeah. And working with a coach, they have a 360 degree view of your life. It's very difficult to make changes from the perspective that you're in, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do need something, you can read books, you can do those and those will help you, but a coach really helps you embody it and live it. And you know, reading a book, it's kind of in theory, listening to a class, it's kind of in theory, but when you can really embody it and have new perspective, that's when the changes happen rapidly. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so easy to get stuck in the weeds, right? We know our lives. We know the tasks we have to do every day. We know our schedule. We know our routine. It's so hard sometimes for us to get our head out of the sand and say, okay, well, yes, these are things I need to do or errands I need to run tasks, but there's these bigger things, these bigger picture things. And why aren't we giving them some time? Why aren't we giving them some justice? Because those are the needle movers. Those are the ones that are going to actually make an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day I was thinking to myself, what's the most important thing to me? Mm-hmm. You know, when I started this whole thing, it was very 20 years ago. There's so much massive growth and change in life that your values change to some degree. And mm-hmm. I was, I was just really sitting there with what is the most important thing to me? And what I came up with was relationships relationships is the most important thing. And, and anybody who says otherwise (laughs) just hasn't really gotten true and real with themselves because relationships are so important. And when we do that inner work on ourselves, our relationships get so much more, they just, they get deeper, they get more connected, more intuitive. Like there's just relationships when our relationships are great. Life is great, no matter what's happening around you. 
And when you do that inner work, you start to realize that maybe you're not as connected as you thought you were to people. Right. Which is okay, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes people, you know, uh, fear that disconnect to people in their lives. And that's not to be feared, right? It just means that you might have deeper connections with other people in your lives. People that resonate better actually to where you're going or what you're doing. Or maybe those people were great for that version of you. But as you continue to evolve, it's not that you have to cut them off or remove them from your life, but they just might have a different purpose in your life as you continue to evolve. And that's okay too. Um, but, you know, business will have it be its own roller coaster, it will come and go. You know, money is a roller coaster, right? I mean, the economy is a roller coaster. The world is a roller coaster these past couple of years. But to your point, if you have those relationships, those people who are always going to be there that understand you, that understand where you're going, where you're trying to go, and they support you, that's what's going to make the difference in challenging times. Right? Because if you're feeling like you're on the island alone fighting the challenging times, it's so much harder. Then if you have the people around you who are propping you up and supporting you and saying, you know, I've got you, then that makes an entirely different scenario in terms of how fast you get off that island. And it's really fun to see and watch the relationships that jump on that transformation bandwagon with you yes. because they yeah. do. So many of them do. It's, it's fun and it's exciting and it it really does make life purposeful and and then you find a, you you have this, you know, sort of new circle of friends who are on this continual evolution with you, right, in terms of transformation and growth and development. And, and then you can have some very engaging, interesting conversations that actually light you up and are, are more exciting than kind of the daily, you know, oh, you know, what did you do today kind of conversation. We get, okay, what are you working on? What's the next challenge? How can I help you? those conversations are, are lighting people up, right? When you ask those questions, it's asking how their day was, but it's asking it in such a different way. It, you can actually see their light, their eyes light up and they get so excited because they feel like, okay, I'm not alone. Okay. I am heard. Oh, they do see me. I'm not just kind of another number in the system of, you know, them checking on people today. Yeah. So what is the next step somebody can take if, well, for those that this is resonating with, because this was a great conversation, um, what's the next step they can take in contacting you or working with you? So if they want to contact me, um, and I'm very responsive to, to my DMs, I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, and my Instagram handle is the Kathy McKinnon. Um, I'm pretty much on there every day. So if you drop me a note on there, I will definitely respond. Um, if they want to work with me, there is a link in my bio on Instagram that is a bit of an intake form um, that we can have an initial conversation because I want to make sure that my coaching is the right fit for what they are looking for. Um, so we can have an initial free conversation to see if we're a right fit for each other based on my coaching offerings and what they're looking to get from coaching. Um, and then we go from there. Awesome. And we will put that link in the description of this episode as well. So people can reach out to you and, and have some amazing transformation. So it was, this was great. I'm so glad to have had you on here. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Yes. And we'll have to do it again.
we'll find another topic. There's so many. <laughs> yes. So see you on the next one.